Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you bi-weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from virtual CFOs, CPAs, and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you the results you need both in business and building the life you deserve. Thank you for joining us for episode number 122 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast brought to you by PJS and Co. CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we are going to give you some ways to utilize your SWOT analysis once it's done. So to help me do that, I have Katina Peters, partner here at PJS and Co. CPAs and our very well-rounded and educated VCFO to help us analyze our SWOT. How are you doing today? Thanks, Megan, for that voluminous introduction. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> doing good, doing good. It's my specialty. <laughs> So I also want to give our listeners a heads up that we are also going to be providing a free download with some sample questions that you can use to help guide you and your team through a SWOT analysis, because sometimes you can get a little stuck in some good questions that are going to actually get to the bottom of the issues that you have or the opportunities. And it's much easier to stay very top level. So we have some really good questions that are going to help you and your team dive into that. So you can find that at pjscpas.com forward slash 122. So if you've never heard of SWAT before, I want to first tackle that and ask for an overview, Katina, of what the heck is SWAT and why are we talking about it today? I think most people, if they're at all familiar with SWAT, will you know realize that's kind of something that you usually use in your strategic planning process. But I first want to back up and say you can actually use it in many processes, right? You can use it as a looking at your company as a whole. You can look at you know a specific decision or line of business. There's lots of ways you can use a SWOT analysis. So I want to just point that out as well. So SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So that analysis, and we'll go into just a slight overview of what each of those are, but that analysis can be applied in many different things. The first two strengths and weaknesses are designed to more look at things from more of an internal scenario. So if you're looking at the internal business, you're looking at the internal service line, decision process, how how things are inside the operation is what those are looking at. So they're pretty straightforward. What are the strengths (laughs) of the business, of the service line, of whatever it is you're analyzing? What are the weaknesses in that as well? And you're looking at it kind of more from an internal perspective. And then the opportunities and threats are more from the external perspective. Like what is an opportunity maybe out there in the world outside of the business? What is a a potential threat outside of the business? Whether that be a regulation, a competitor, you know, technology change, things like that. So you're looking at it from an internal and external perspective. And that's where those questions can come into play, like you mentioned earlier, because, you know, it is kind of like a big brainstorm scenario that you're doing, right? Whether it's yourself, you and an advisor, you and your management team, whoever it is that's, you know, coming in to do this decision-making process and analysis with you, sometimes you can kind of get stuck, um, not sure how to like look at things from a different perspective, ask the different questions. So we see that people run into that a bit and kind of get stuck or maybe get stuck 
in the same things over and over rather than, okay, let's look at a different question and really dive into that. So that's just a kind of a big, broad stroke overview of what SWOT analysis is. Like you said, we wanted to focus this episode because we've done a prior episode on SWOT. We wanted to focus this episode on taking that analysis and moving into your strategic plan. So I think you had a reference here somewhere on if they want to go back and listen to the prior full SWOT analysis detail, I guess, that we did before. I guess you can give them the episode number on that and then we'll move on. Yeah. So that's episode 15. So if you want to scroll all the way back in your podcast app to episode 15, which is, you're going to be scrolling a while. It's like when I go to select my birth date on things, you know, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) or you can go to (laughs) Pete. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or you can go to pjscpas.com forward slash one five. Quick trick to get there faster. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So like you said, we're focusing on like, what do we want to do with this analysis? Because it can be like a lot of business tools. Once we complete it, you can like shove it in a drawer somewhere or the proverbial drawer on Google Drive and just like not look at it anymore. But what can we do to actually utilize this in our decisions moving forward? Yeah, I think it's, you know, I'm going to take it from like a company wide perspective. Like we said, you can use this in many different ways as well. But looking at it from a company wide perspective, the way that we like to recommend it be used is kind of an initial tool for your strategic planning process. Like as you're going into, and a lot of times we'll do this in the late fall, we're going into the next year, next, you know, looking forward into the next few years. Let's back up. And this is kind of an analytical tool, right? So we want to gather all this information. So we're gathering this information. We're gathering financial information. We're gathering KPI information. So this is used in conjunction with all of that. But we do this analysis so that as we start developing our strategic plan for the next three years and and of course for the next year directly, we're going to use this information coming from ourselves and our team to say, okay, what are the things we need to focus in on and narrow that down so that we have a really good strategic plan. Perfect. I know you you started kind of breaking down that SWAT, it's the acronym, right? For strengths and weaknesses, which are the the internal side. So how can we leverage that information that we've gained on our internal strengths and weaknesses to then start moving forward on a strategic plan? I think especially weaknesses and and threats, and we'll talk more about this later, get a lot of attention. (laughs) We tend to focus on those things. It's always the negative, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) But it's always a bad thing because, you know, a threat could be a big deal, you know, too. But you want to also make sure that you're playing up on those strengths. So as you have a list of strengths, we recommend, of course, you can't, like we've talked about before, we can't do everything all at once, right? So we need to pick some things that, okay, these are really good strengths of ours and we need to look at them. Are we leveraging our strengths in in good ways? Like, okay, we have great customer pipeline and response times and those kinds of things, but are we leveraging them to their fullest? Where are things working well and not and not working as good? But also, are we able to use that in our marketing in some way? Are we able to expand upon that and use that strength to grow our company in some other way? So it's really, I think it's a little more natural, a little easier to fix things that are wrong, like our weaknesses, 
<laughs> but to look yeah. at things that are right and go, well, these are great things. How do we make them better or how do we expand upon them? I and mean, I think that gets ignored a lot probably in the process mm-hmm. because we kind of get focused on those other issues to resolve. But I think it's good if we kind of also force ourselves to be proactive about looking at the strengths and how can we incorporate those even further and make us even better, you know, pushing those strengths forward. Yeah. That's even great for professional development and looking at yourself and self-reflecting, you know, just on a side note there, I know we're talking about business and company, but I think as a business owner, it can be good to to use that for yourself too. You could do a SWOT analysis on yourself True. and, yeah. and not ignore those strengths. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because you want to, you know, capitalize on those, leverage those, like we said. So for sure. So then the weaknesses, you know, we kind of naturally bring those up, I think somewhat anyways, but they're always good things to look at, you know, where are the weaknesses in the organization? What are, and, and you know, I know we've talked about in our strategic planning process before, our issues list. So, you know, these strengths and weaknesses, opportunities and threats will kind of go over to our issues lists, you know, as well. These are now issues in the business that we're trying to resolve as part of our strategic plan. So the weaknesses, obviously, we want to make sure we look at those and prioritize them. Again, what's most important to be tackled first, because we can't do 500 things and do it all well. We want to take, you know, the really most important things, look at those and build a plan around those areas. So again, I think you would probably tend to pick up a little more of your weaknesses normally in your strategic plan for the, especially next year, to start turning those into rocks and things that can be accomplished throughout the year. But you don't want to take so many that you're, you know, not making traction on, on, on them and only doing little bits of pieces of each one of them. I think it's important to note too that during the leadership call where you're discussing all of these, it's not going to be a fast process, right? Because you want to make sure that everybody has enough time to review all of them and rank them individually and that there's enough time for discussion around why you prioritize each one of those because there's going to be disagreements probably on, you know, like, well, my priorities are these three and your priorities are these three. We need to talk about why we think that and get some buy-in from everybody on the top three that we decide as a leadership team are the priorities rather than, oh, well, I decided that this is my priority, so I'm going to go off and work on this. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. So it's not just like a quick thing that happens. Yeah, no, you definitely want that alignment on your team to make sure that everybody's pulling in the same directions. And you also want the thought process from the team, you know, your managers, your advisors, whoever is part of this process. You don't want to just be in a tunnel and not hearing, you know, from them and what's going on and what their thoughts are. You want them to share, okay, I think this and and because, and and you want to have that open dialogue and conversation, be able to talk back and forth about it and and gain alignment together on this so that you're really, you know, you have your whole team pulling in those same directions. And that doesn't mean that everybody's always going to 100% agree, but hopefully you can come, you know, together and agree, okay, these are the priorities we want to work on now. That doesn't mean that XYZ issues don't need to be resolved, but we're, we're going to work on tackling those after these things have been resolved. So just, you know, even some of it may just be timing of when those things can occur and being realistic about what can be accomplished. Perfect. And then as we shift from those internal items 
how do we then take all of the the data that we collected and has become a part of this SWOT analysis and look at the external side and start to use that on a strategic forefront? Yeah. So again, we kind of start, you know, we're working in these four quadrants usually as we work through this meeting. Let's go through the strengths. Let's go through weaknesses. And it's important to note that we typically do this, like go through strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats as a brainstorm first. Like not a lot of conversation, not a lot of prioritization, not a lot of any of those things or any really any of those things. I wouldn't even say not a lot, but just none of that. Just get it all write it all down, you know, whether it's whiteboard or Zoom meeting, somebody's taking notes or whatever. (laughs) Just get it all there first because you want to kind of keep that brainstorming process going. Then when you get through that process, then we're getting into the prioritization, et cetera, that we talked about. So I just wanted to, to clarify that too, because I think, you know, you're kind of in a different mindset, mind space as you're brainstorming and just getting stuff out than when you're discussing things and prioritizing things and, you know, really digging deep into whatever those things might be. So moving to our external opportunities. Okay. So these are, again, super important, probably not as proactively approached normally as they need to be. So we want to make sure that as a business, especially if we're in certain growth phases where we're getting a little busier, we have a you know more people to manage, things going on, we don't want to miss some great opportunities that might be out there in the market for us to make sure that we're staying competitive, we're diversifying, you know, where we need to diversify as a company, make sure that, you know, we're kind of just staying afloat and and keeping up with the changes, so to speak. So I think it's really good to just make sure that we get some opportunities listed out there and that we really we may not dig into them like right in this meeting, right? We might be like, here's some, we think some good potential opportunities. Let's grab a couple that we think would be the most likely things that we'd want to check into. And maybe part of our strategic plan then is taking those opportunities and analyzing them further. Is there a good market out there for them? Will it be profitable? What would we need to do to make this happen? What kinds of you know systems would we need? People would we need? Things like that. So, so it's not that we're necessarily going to say, oh, we're just going to make this rock to create this new service line or whatever. Well, maybe, maybe we're not ready for that. We we probably need to do a little more research first and a little more digging into it. But this is the, the, the time to like recognize, okay, there is this potential opportunity out there and let's look at it a little bit further. Again, keeping not just fixing problems and, and hoarding off threats, but actually actively and proactively growing the business and doing more to, you know, make sure that we're capitalizing on those potential opportunities out there. Again, everything all in alignment with your core values, with where you want to be in a business. I mean, there are opportunities, obviously, that you're likely to say no to because it doesn't align with you as a company and what you guys are trying to accomplish as well. But we do want to make sure that we're actively considering those things and not just ignoring them with our head in the sand. And I think that's a a good thing to mention too, is that approach of just because you see an opportunity similar to threats or weaknesses, right? It doesn't mean we need to jump and fix that right now because the solution that you might throw on it as a Band-Aid isn't necessarily the right solution versus stepping back and looking at the problem as a whole and really coming at it, like you said, strategically, because that's the whole point of what we're doing, right? So just seeing that opportunity and saying, okay, we're going to do it. Let's start putting things together you know, maybe we need to set, take a step back first and analyze whether that's the right approach because it might seem like that right now, 
but let's put some time into it before we dedicate all of this and just dump all this time mm-hmm. into something that might not come anything of it. Right. Yeah. You want to definitely, I mean, we all have to be careful about our, our resources, whether like you're saying time, money, people, you know, and, and what, and, and to be careful too, what that might be taking away from the, the current business that you're mm-hmm, in. So mm-hmm. you want to be careful not to spread things too thin. Make sure that you're, you know, you have a plan for hiring if that's what you need to do for this new service line, for example, things like that. We just want to make sure that we're keeping those things in mind, researching them, running them through a few scenarios. It's, it's always a little better to, you know, test that out before you just take a quick leap. I mean, there's always going to be a leap. You're never going to be 100% correct in what you researched or how you think it's going to go. So I also want to, you know, caution you against don't like not do something because Mm. you're, you know, you're like, you don't have the perfect plan in place, but you do want to get enough of an idea to know, okay, this is viable. It should be, it should work. And here's, here's some initial plans, you know, but you're always going to have to work through the kinks, right? As you get into it, mm-hmm. there's always going to be modifications and things that didn't work the way that you thought. Yeah. So now on the threat side, talk to us a little bit about what we can do with that list of threats that we've created. Yeah. And threats, you know, those can be small or big. So I think when it comes to threats, I think again, and really any external things, I think it's typically easier for people to see the internal to the company than to see the external things that are going out there, partially because it's it's a little more unlimited, right? Like the company is encapsulated, it is what it is, and you can see things inside. Mm. External is like, you know, the whole world. So you have to, you know, kind of, yeah. yeah. And I think, again, it comes back to some of these questions are, are really helpful because it makes you consider different things that maybe you just didn't think of. So you want to look, you know, we have economic threats potentially, whether that be globally, nationally, locally, you know, what's going on out there. We have also legal things that come down, regulations or lawsuits or things that might have been decided that, you know, we have to look at. And that could be customer related, that can be employee related, there could be threats coming from different directions there. We also have potential up and coming competitors that we need to make sure that we're just keeping that in mind, making sure again that we're staying up on the new technologies that might be coming out and making sure that we're, you know, just staying on that forefront for the business and continuing that competitive edge. Again, if we get a little too a little too comfortable as businesses, that can be dangerous because we can maybe not see those kinds of things. So I think taking the time to look at those and to go through those questions is important. And it is something that's just not second nature to most people. It's something you have to learn. It's a new skill you have to work through in order to make sure that you're approaching the different areas that it could be. So secondarily, when it comes to threats and rolling them in to your plan, like I mentioned earlier, weaknesses and threats get the most attention and rightly so. Like Those are the areas that are kind of like danger, danger, right? <laughs> Potentially. So we right. want to do, yeah. you know, some more than others. So, so they tend to get the attention and that's good. So it's really going to come down to how immediate of a threat is it? What, how major of a threat is it? You know, those kinds of things. I mean, I think typically we don't run into too many of those major things on a normal course basis, but it does happen. So depending on the level of that 
threat is going to, of course, dictate how much attention you need to pay to that threat and how immediately things need to be done, etc. If it's more of a normal course circumstance and situation, then you just work it in as usual. But again, you go down to that priority list. So as we talked about, after we brainstorm all these areas and we work through prioritizing them and discussing them, you know, we want to kind of take a a look at that complete list and make sure that based on the resources we have available, whether it be the time of people or the funds needed, whether if we need new technology, things like that, we are doing something realistic with our strategic plan as well. So we want it to be something we reach for, but we want it to be something that we can, you know, feasibly at least relatively mostly accomplished, right? We say like with the 80-20 rule, 80%, we can we can get through 80% of that with a reach. And, you know, if we are getting through 100% of it, we're probably not reaching far enough. But mm-hmm. if we're getting less than 80%, we're maybe being a little too unrealistic as well. So that can take a little bit of, of work to kind of get your footing there and what you can and can't accomplish. I think typically a lot of business owners tend to be more like, I can do it all, <laughs> right? So I know that sometimes right. we're all, you know, we're kind of like that. We're these high achievers. We're like, I can do this and I can do this. And so we start to learn kind of with <laughs> where those boundary lines are. As we do this more and more, it becomes more obvious. Okay, here's what we can do. Here's where we maybe went a little too crazy, couldn't quite do what we thought. So, and then we can always retool based on that. So taking all those things And then building our issues list, like we talked about, okay, these are the issues that we'd like to resolve for our strategic plan over the next 12 months. And again, we a lot of times start with three years and go to 12 months. And then we want to break those things into, okay, how are we going to tackle those on a quarterly basis, at least for the next quarter at a minimum? You know, maybe you want to lay it out a little bit more than that and say, this is kind of the phases that we'd like to see for each of these areas, or at least for the next quarter, here's the first thing that we need to accomplish. Get those rocks laid out. Again, agree upon those as a full team so that we all know, okay, these are the goals that we have set for the year. And then breaking those out into responsibility, you know, divisions. So who's going to be responsible for what? And these, again, at the leadership level are typically going to, okay, one person's going to be responsible, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily doing all the work. They're just making sure that this is a priority, gathering the resources that need to be gathered, you know, communicating with those that need to be communicated with, coordinating with other departments, you know, whatever needs to happen in order for that goal to move forward each quarter. And then we're checking on these, not only quarterly, right? We don't get to the end of the quarter and just (laughs) be like, oh, didn't happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, we're supposed to do that. So, <laughs> we want to make sure that we're doing a, a more heavy duty check in quarterly and reset, you know, doing a reset, checking how did we do, and then setting the next quarter's rocks and, and goals to continue that progression throughout the year. But then we're going to be checking on these on a regular basis, likely in a weekly leadership meeting or every other week, depending on how things have been structured. But we want to make sure that things are staying on track or things are not on track that we assess at that point. Is there you know roadblocks in the way? Something, you know, do we need it to move to somebody else? This person had something changed that, you know, they had a, a client that really needed a major situation resolved and they're having to pay attention to that. What have you? Do we need to rebalance or reprioritize those kinds of things? So we want to be checking on those things on a regular basis. 
Well, that was a lot of information, but I feel like that is probably the best summary of what to actually do with a SWOT analysis because I don't know how many business talks, presentations, courses I've been through that talk about completing a SWOT, but not what to do with it after. So I think that's really helpful because it's one of those things that it's like, okay, well, I have this thing. Now what do I do with it? (laughs) Right. So having those next steps can be really helpful in figuring out how to integrate that into your strategic planning, because it's one of the tools in your tool belt that should be used to accomplish, you know, more than that. You know, it's not just, that's not the end goal is completing the SWOT analysis, which it it seems like a lot of people make it out to be. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely could agree with you there. I've definitely been through courses or, you know, done reading, things like that, but they, you know, they kind of allude to this should be part of your strategic planning process, but they don't really walk through that how do you get from A to B in this process? At least what I've come across. So it's been good to talk about the process overall. Yeah, I appreciate it. So don't forget about the free download that we have with all of the questions that can help you tackle a SWOT analysis. If you haven't done that yourself or with your team, that will be available with this episode at pjscpas.com forward slash 122. And then the initial SWOT analysis episode that we did is number 1515. So you can go back to that one and revisit that as well if you're looking for more of the basics on what is SWAT, how do I accomplish a SWAT, what do I do, you know, that type of thing. But we hope this was helpful for you. So Katina, before we wrap up, do you have anything that you'd like to leave our listeners with? I think again, I just want to make sure that we are being strategic about our businesses and being proactive. So making sure that we're going through these processes to just stay on top of things, working on our business and not in our business can get a little tough at times in the day-to-day grind, but just keep those things at the forefront and put them on your calendar and plan for them. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us this time. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.